Hey, how's it going? This is Pranav here and I'm doing something new. I have decided to go to work with someone named Kunal, Kunal Naik, who is kind of a big deal uh, in the field of uh, in the field of data science. So what what he's what Kunal is doing is that you know he's doing a full-time job in data science uh, at Dell. Uh, I mean, his his profile is uh, around the topic of data science, but on the side, he's also building his you know his uh, his business because he at at his heart he's a teacher, and he does want to share uh, whatever you know wisdom or knowledge that he has with the other students and help them make a career in in data science. So this is actually a coaching call that I had with Kunal, where I am going to help him build a very strong brand narrative or a or a brand story. Uh, this is going to be like a series of four to five episodes. Currently, we are done with four episodes. I think the the one that we are going to record after this uh, is going to be the last one. So I'm hoping that you know we'll be wrap up wrapping up the series in five episodes. But yeah, I mean these are basically coaching calls that I am recording and putting out as podcasts. You will find that these calls are extremely raw. There is uh, no script whatsoever. So you might come across places uh, in this particular episode and also maybe in the series where you feel that, okay, things are going a little bit too slow, or maybe you just might feel that, okay, we are getting too deep into Kunal's business and maybe that's not relevant to me and so on and so forth. But, but trust me, you know, this is, like I said, this is very raw. I mean, that's the, that's what I think the reality is, right? I mean, everything that we do typically on paper, it might seem theoretical, it might seem very straightforward but uh, but the actual path is not straightforward at all you know it's it's very very messy and we definitely need to get deep into something and which uh, which we don't always know i mean we don't always know the sequence of how that is going to unfold so creating a strategic narrative or creating a brand story is is definitely like a messy process and requires a certain uh, you know depth which is what we have tried to do in this in this uh, series of 4 to 5 episodes who should listen to this well if you are someone who is trying to build a strong point of view or a very strong story or a brand narrative or if you are a strategic narrative uh, then this is going to you know be helpful to you why should you build a strategic narrative well uh, i have written about this but basically if if at all you want to stand out if you want to have a strong vision a mission something that you actually believe in and you know reorient your company whether it's you know just you as a consultant or a creator or if 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 you're working at an organization if you want to have a strong story or a strong guiding principle that having that you know strategic narrative having that brand story is absolutely essential because that is the one thing that will help you build up you know build an audience so here in this you know in this four to five episodes we actually go through the exact steps of creating a very very strong brand story and uh, and a brand uh, or a brand narrative we use these terms interchangeably but they kind of mean the same thing so in the first episode what all do we cover well we first talk about kunal because he certainly even without you know me or even before meeting me he has had a certain level of success for sure like i said like you know he's he's already building his business he's already making some good money on the side and so what what we start doing is we we first understand his business he is doing what he's aspiring to do i think uh, mostly in this particular episode we try to get deeper into his into his personas rather we first start with uh, why does he actually want to build a brand story or a brand narrative and then uh, you know we we establish a certain groundwork and we touch upon the personas uh, a, a little bit 
so um i think you know that is what uh, we we primarily cover the 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 reasons as to why you know why this particular brand narrative is needed in the first place so that is that is what we cover and then we go into the into the personas so yeah i mean this is pretty much all about the intro and i hope you find this you know useful i hope this raw format actually tells you how how this process unfolds and i hope you know you get inspired or you get a very uh, step by step method of doing this for your own business so yeah that's pretty much it now on to the episode hi kunal welcome to the show hey pranav thank you for having me on the show awesome awesome so i'm excited kunal and uh, my my listeners uh, are definitely uh, i'm sure they are not aware of of who you are because you're, this is the first time that we are actually interacting on on the podcast so i'll probably give like a like a 2 minute or maybe a 10 second introduction from my end but then i'll like to you know let you carry it ahead i guess i i, I first uh, met kunal when when uh, i was actually delivering a, a session to uh, a specific community and kunal was was a part of the community and uh, the session was on copywriting and since then you know kunal uh, opted into opted in into my my email list and uh, i think we we just seem to connect right because uh, kunal seem to connect with my content i also really like the work that uh, that uh, you know you are doing kunal and i guess the the primary reason that we connect or we align is is because our belief in the whole uh, you know thousand true fans uh, theory the the belief in playing the long game focusing on a small audience having a polarizing story and not not believing in uh, cheap marketing tactics i think i think those are the values that you know that really bind us so that's uh, like you know how i got to know you uh, of course like you know you have your own thing going on which is incredible and you have made some amazing progress uh, in the last uh, few months or years i should say so yeah i mean i'll, I'll just let uh, you introduce yourself and then about the side hustle or business if you're calling it that right now uh, that you're building yeah. and uh, how it started and where it is right now so would love to know the entire journey absolutely thank you pranav and uh, thank you for the the binding content or the ideas that we share uh, it's exactly what uh, binded us or what attracted me and and like i was actually looking for a way to get all of this done and uh, you seem to have drop by drop all the emails uh, sort of reaffirm some of the core messages and beliefs that i had going back to my story uh, hey hey my name is kunalak i am the founder of data science masterminds and in within that i do co- training and coaching so training is more the technical side coaching is more the side where i help you you know with the barriers and hurdles that you face to get into data science so that's that's what i do as a side hustle but i would like to say that is my main hustle hmm. and the job that i do i am a senior data scientist at dell and i love that work also but for me that is going to be my side hustle and this is going to be my main hustle primarily because uh, the way i see it is where you get to express your creativity in your own way without uh, having control of external forces uh, is is something that i consider primary for me where i dedicate the time uh, i do i put in the time and i show what uh, you know basically i do it when i want it how i want it and how it should be done on the other other hand side yes the corporate work i love it because that's what helps me going that's what brings insights to for me to build coaching and 
relevant content to my audience or relevant ways of teaching them so that they make a shift in the career of data science or are able to apply data to drive data-driven decisions and become a little smarter in doing things. So this is this is my overall portfolio, the primary research and side hustle pranav. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for that. Uh, I I know you're kind of a big deal in the in the in the data science community. So, uh, to whatever extent you're comfortable, can you just like you know share a few numbers in terms of how many students uh, you know you are engaging on a weekly basis, or how many train trainings you're conducting, and how many students, for example, mm-hmm. like you know have you taught so far? Any anything of that sort? Because I know you have been doing this for a while now. I also know you have a very yes. popular YouTube channel. So like, you know, just, just, uh, take the stage and boast a little bit about, you know, what you have been able to accomplish. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it all started with a journey of, um, you know, when I started in college as a computer science graduate and, um, I joined that, um, college because my friends joined there and I saw I joined computer science but back then I hated coding, absolutely <laughs> hated coding. Now, now, now if I see it today, I love coding. But I may not be the best coder or the most versatile coder, right? It's it's I might not even write efficient code. The switch happened to me when I got introduced to data science. Uh, that immediately connection was there within that particular field because I was always of the you know uh, you know a more system to thinker. Like uh, why does it happen? How can I go and make it? Do- I, I do not rely on a, on my system or like the immediately what beliefs or judgments I make or what uh, things I come up with. I'm, I don't believe that. And so data provided for a way for me to utilize that system to thinking, which is more elaborate, which takes time, which takes considerations of multiple criteria. And so that's where, uh, you know, data science, uh, I, I was hooked up with data science and data, which is real, which is, which is, I can see, uh, makes that possible. And so, I started my journey there where, you know, I just uh, got into data science because one of my friends again told me that, hey, data science is a booming field. So I got into that field and I immediately got hooked into it. Now, in that field, programming was, you know, it demanded certain amount of programming. And so it was natural for me to pick up that language because that my why was ready. Like there was a goal, there was an affinity towards the subject and then everything fell into place. So that's where I started basically getting into the data science. Now, when I got into data science, it was, it was like just picking off the concept was picking up and a lot of people were learning. And so the, the Institute that I learned in, I became, uh, a sort of, um, trainer within that in, uh, Institute. They absorbed me within that thing. So I was doing part-time work and I was also doing some training. Now, luckily fate had coaching for me, uh, for me since the beginning of my career, which means. I just did two months of some analysis and uh, some core business analysis work. But after that, I got into training and that is where I discovered uh, the love of coaching and teaching also. Like I wanted to learn a concept and I want to teach it back. I want to learn a concept and teach it back. And so since the beginning of my career, uh, you know, I had, I took on batches, which is in the weekdays, weekend, weekdays, weekend, uh, night shift, day shift. And there was so many classes that I've taken. And if you had to just put a number to it, it would be more than 5,000 members I have taught. Oh. Uh, it is across both uh, corporates, um, institutes like IAMs, um, Madras School of Economics, and 
you know, corporates like Corporate Executive Board, Fidelity, Citibank, and many others. I can't remember so many of the names, but there's so many places I've taught and it's uh, it'll be 5,000 plus. Nice. Over the weekends, I still do training today also, um, maybe five hours, 10 hours of uh, training. And uh, these batches sometimes are 60 plus students, 100 plus students. Um, that's how uh, that's how I did it. Okay. The other part of the story, Pranab, was the YouTube channel. Now, YouTube channel came out of a contribution mindset, which means I learned a lot of from YouTube back then. Not a lot of content was there. Now it's exploded. And so I, I started creating a niche for myself on what I wanted to create. And whatever I loved that time, I started creating a content on that particular thing. However, the key was that I was not consistent in making content because I did not back then know have an idea of what a big, bigger strategy is, what a tactic is, how to calendarize stuff, how to color list stuff and do things, right? So since then, I've reinvented the content on the YouTube channel a lot, but uh, it's highly le- relevant. Uh, you can imagine this uh, in the hierarchy of needs, like, um, you know, most people look for the most basic and most common shiny things uh, initially. But as in, as in, as in when, when you get more deeper into the into the hierarchy, right? And you want to do actual stuff. You'll see that you want you are looking at content that uh, that is on my channel, which which as you as you can relate to Pranav is not SEO friendly. It doesn't have the right title. It doesn't have the right description. But that content uh, is really valuable. So when I coach, I share this kind of content to my to my listeners uh, or, or you know students that hey go and look at this if you don't understand that particular concept and that's how my channel really grew uh, as as a as a side dish of the training i do and i still continue to do that but right now it's it's monetized it's gone with a certain certain threshold because it of the initial stu- push that my students gave it so yeah that's the long story <laughs> yeah thanks thanks for that and uh, i think i think you know we i i'm genuinely curious about uh, the the content part of youtube but you know we shouldn't go there because that will become like another conversation altogether and we'll get distracted from our Absolutely. main agenda but i think we should definitely talk about it either offline or maybe just have another podcast episode on on the same because what you said was super interesting right i mean you you made content which was level two or level three and not just level one uh, which mm-hmm. I th- think is brave. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to know how you thought about it and how you actually balanced the two because, you know, in YouTube, discoverability is the key, right? So you don't want to harm that as yeah. well. So yeah, I think that that's an exciting separate conversation altogether. But yeah, I'm, I'm just restraining myself <laughs> from going there. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, Kunal, I, I'm just uh, like, you know, curious as uh, so the the agenda that we want to talk about today is, is brand storytelling and you know, we would want to ideally make some progress, uh, you know, where you help me and I help you create some kind of a messaging or you can call it a point of view, you can call it a narrative or you can call it a brand story for, uh, for you. Right. So, um, I think, let me just like, you know, start by asking why, you know, if, if things are going so well, you know, like you said, your channel is doing well and you're teaching so much. So, um, uh, what role do you see this brand story, you know, playing? Is it more of a, a business role? Is it more of an economic, an economic or a financial role that you think this story will, you know, will play and uh, help you boost the business? Or uh, is it is it something else, right? So why 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 do you feel the need to have a story in the first place? Absolutely, Pranav. So 
uh, I've been asking or re-evolving the story that I uh, give um, for a long period of time since the time I did training. Now th- I'll begin with being frank as as a coach. Like what what are the biggest fears that we typically deal with, right? Now if I had to put myself out there and say, can I just make a business directly of the from coaching right now? Although I may have the content, I I have the path, I have the entire journey captured for students and uh, the intent, the the entire enthusiasm to do the best for the student, not barring or, or not not giving in to the content that the world has to give, right? Or you know where where others are there, there are big players in the market that that they feel that there's a certain strategy to how to get into data science. I may differ from them and and get the results. Uh, for my students however when i am trying to bring out that concept to them hey look i can bring help you get get uh, to where you want to go i don't sound convincing itself and there is there is that gap where i'm not able to convince myself that yes i can go and completely make a business out of this right mm. so there are some hidden biases certain hidden barriers that are hindering me to sort of make make that jump and that's where i thought hey why why don't i sort of build a consistent message which is bold enough like when i try to build a website it's conforming to the norms that i that i've seen the other people's build like no matter what i try to do it still begins with you know your hero banner and then here are the benefits and what i've done and fomo and there's so many things uh, like so many marketing funnels have evaluated and all of them have a consistent format in doing stuff and then i essentially end up doing that which i know is not resonating with me okay right and so what i wanted to do is bring out my own story be bold be brave enough to bring out that story and take it slow to find out like just maybe four or five people that i can work with consistently get them result right onboard few more people and have that consistent message um to out the audience it's that consistency that i want to bring with the story right now i have i want to be this i want to be that you know but there is definitely a, a consistent story that that is evolving due to whatever i'm exploring right now and that is what i want to bring it out and i just want i want to stay consistent to it like if i have to evaluate and change yes I, I, it's open to change all of uh, i'm open to change that but it should start with a is a it's a core philosophy of the story not giving into uh you know that urge of marketing funnels or trying to go in organic marketing and trying to spend a lot of uh, doing a lot of little things like email marketing social media a lot of content marketing to get leads and then convert them right i want to go uh to people straight away and be able be sort of earn the right that hey i can you know get you the results plus also um there's a pricing game which which uh, i also uh, come across i think as a bad right like so whenever i i want to like um, charge someone for coaching i'll always be hesitant to charge a little less right and i know that uh, what value i'm providing for the services i'm giving it's not not the um, not the price that i can charge right i i i i think i can give premium content premium coaching but i am hesitant to charge that to students Uh, again because fear of not getting a few customers or something like that but as you can see there's that pull and push between uh, what what my consistent brand story is and how do i price it such that you know i have consistent I'm working with certain amount of students uh, having that same core strong message 
not giving into the external forces or competitions or whatever it is, right? Sort of creating that my own voice within that space. I hope it's it's a little bit jumbled, but as you can see, no, I'm no, trying no, to put pieces. Yeah, pieces yeah. and I think I think this together. this this uh, episode is going to be, I would say, messy. Not just from your end, but from my end as well. Why? Because there is this misconception in the market, okay, which is that uh, hey, once you understand this, like you know, framework. Uh, and there are like you know many frameworks out there for B two B. There is this Andy Raskin framework for B two C, or a yeah. more generic framework is the Donald Miller story building framework. And while frameworks are good and they do play a role and they have certain importance, even the best storyteller, even if I bring bring with us the best storyteller in the world right now, he can't mm-hmm. craft a brand story for you, Kunal. Why? Because the other essential element is the depth that is needed. is the expertise that is needed and when i say depth what do i mean i i primarily mean two things one is the depth about understanding the problem so do you understand the problem deeply enough that is that is one and uh, number two is do you understand the customers enough as well and many people like they, they would call themselves storyteller they would call themselves brand storyteller as if like you know hiring them for a month and taking the framework for them is going to change the business but it's not it's not going to do that because there is a lot that you know goes in here it's a, it's, it's an extremely messy 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 process it's not 2 plus 2 equal to 4 it's a, a lot of art and a lot of science as well so yeah just just letting you know uh, everyone know out there that this is going to be all over the place we might not even make progress in terms of like you know having a concise brand story in fact i think we won't make progress here but maybe we'll make some some progress or we'll we'll have some starting points for sure now i kind of want to ask you a couple of questions on what you said towards the end you spoke about charging uh, pricing right so is it is this assumption right that you know one of the things that you would want to do is uh, work with let's say lesser students or lesser clients and charge them more and you want to use story as a tool to enable that Yes, primarily, uh, if I had to look at the traditional funnels, it's all about generating leads, uh, conversions, and then uh, get uh, pricing it just enough to get good conversions. Like one of the one of the traditional, more popular way of getting uh, in the coaching businesses is to to have a um, trip via course. They come in, which is a low ticket. Uh, like first is a webinar, a low ticket webinar, hundred to five hundred rupees. a live yeah. wire which is uh, maybe 1000 to 5000 and then um, you know you impress them there and then you take them up the level right so level 1 level 2 level 3 this is the popular uh, way of getting into into this particular um, into uh, in, in the coaching bit however what i what i saw is that when when i'm doing this method right i'm not able to control the kind of leads that i generate and there will be a lot of leads that are gen- getting generated within this particular framework and you can have anywhere between somebody is not qualified uh, somebody is you know does not even want to be doing this but is doing is because it is a hype currently somebody mm-hmm. may not have the skill and they might have uh, completely not have a self awareness of what they is act, what they actually wanted right so the various factors that contribute people come into this funnel and they they end up uh, you know polluting or impacting the the real learners and the real learners from these things will be let's say maybe let's say we are taking a batch of uh, 100 right so there will be a hand 10 to 15 who are committed who have the consistency who want to learn who 
who have all the things uh, like who, who, who have all the all the necessary check boxes to learn data science and get into data science right and they're coachable when i say okay you go and attend three interviews per week right they will make it a point to give an update to me saying okay kunal i wanted it one interview i failed to do this you know how can i improve this or what should i change in my resume they are in action right and primarily in coaching there's, there's a saying that you can only get give coaching to people who are willing to be coached right and as, as you can mm. see from this right what i realized it that if i get the number game right i am doing uh, injustice to a certain segment which is minority of the segment who are really interesting uh, who are really interested in making a difference in their career and getting into data science and which is why i thought ki uh, some of the emails inspired me like the t- thousand true fans and making an impact on some of your emails right i, I to, had inspired me like look why can't i find that set of audience itself mm-hmm. and so if i go through the traditional methods of live words i will get that maybe 80 20% rule 80% of the audience is going to be because of lack of self awareness because of shiny object thing and all that thing there will be 20 who are genuine why not i reach that 20 right and that itself allow me to f- take a journey to do uh, and start building a brand story which will be convincing yeah right so that's yeah. what started uh, started me off from got it so i think i think an ideal output for you would look like having a very crisp value proposition or a story you can you can you can just use that interchangeably for a very small mm-hmm. set of an audience and a relevant set of an audience and uh, it should be powerful enough to inspire them to action and uh, you build a nice business for yourself you impact them you help them achieve their goals and uh, it's just a win win yeah. for for everyone so i think that would be an ideal yeah. uh, output understood ஒன்னோட்டே um if i charge um maybe um 1000 customers 10000 rupees in a year i'm i'm reaching a 1 crore business okay mm. but that requires a lot of marketing funnel lead generation and all those activities it requires um yeah. a lot of content creation i need to be a powerhouse of content ads and plus also uh, know a lot of seos and There's a lot of things in organic organic marketing i have to do to be able to get that kind of a scale now yeah. the, uh, now i'm flipping the other side let's say i'm scaling this the number to to uh, maybe let's say 50000 um, per person that i'm charging right now, as soon as i increase the value the increase the price of it i i'm reducing the number of people that i can serve mm. so if i increase it by let's say five times then i'm reducing the number of clients that i can work with maybe 100 200 a year hmm. now why i'm telling this is like with a 1 crore in mind is again it's inflation inflation uh, adjusted plus it's a good enough goal for me to survive doing this business on its right so if i am hmm. sustainably able to procure maybe just 10 clients a month coach them hmm. continually over maybe a year or this thing coaching requires a significant amount of time and i spend 
time with 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 these people right and also have a have a life not like constant constantly being you know being uh, from coaching called coaching called from one activity to another activity and not just have time for this so there is this entire um, lifestyle design part of it which we want right like mm. a one of the thing is shifting from a job to being doing coaching full time and yet having making money now the other thing is career side we know 9 to 5 job uh, requires maybe 8 hours 8 hours 9 hours even more sometimes so you want to make that shift you cannot come into a business a coaching business where you're still putting in the 8 9 hours uh, and not having the time i mean this that that will be a fallacy right like why why would i want to start something where i end up spending more time than i'm spending in a job in job at least i have a security there is a start and end like but the moment you become an entrepreneur yourself you are like working 24 hour 24 by 7 and so one of one of the inspirations was that hey like how do i make the transition from not working 8 to 9 hours a day to just maybe working 4 hours a day right so that's mm-hmm. the time aspect the the coaching aspect there's the number number aspect right so you see all yeah. of these again system to think right now uh, it it doesn't uh, it it stops we from uh, doing a lot of a uh, lot of things but that being said i understand that part of it and i still continue to execute and do some things on the side to be in the game to be in to be uh, actively being being in the game right but as you can see these equations uh, uh, along with not only that revenue or the coaching goals uh, the skills for which i have is that monetary and the lifestyle goals that also should be associated and that itself is a is a bigger transition or bigger transformation for me uh to do this correctly yeah i'm going to uh, this, this is powerful so i'm going to say it again and like you know say it back to you sort of crystallizing mm-hmm. what you said in probably something brief so one of the reasons or the other motivation that you want to do this is is that the the math clearly shows that if if you want to hit a revenue of let's say 1 crore for the for the year then you initially gave uh, you know the number of 1000 right what was the initial number that you gave 1000 many clients 1000 1000 clients yeah 1000 with the 10000 rupees correct right and instead of like you know if if you could have uh, if you could multiply that 10000 by 5 and take it to 50000 which just means that you can hit your revenue by working with with lesser customers which means that you can go deep into them as opposed to helping a lot of them a little bit you are helping a few of them in a in a very deep way so that is that is another advantage yeah. also the uh, the other advantage is that you don't have to spend a lot of time being on instagram and creating you know reels and dancing on instagram yes. you don't have to do all of that Absolutely. you don't have to do seo Absolutely. yeah and and you Absolutely. would like you know have a <laughs> you would you would have a lean funnel which only even if i i, I don't know what word to use so i use the word funnel here but like like a very lean customer yeah. journey where you're reaching out to very specific mm. people and you're also saving saving time right so and you are actually creating yeah. a better lifestyle for yourself as well so yeah i Correct. think uh, these were uh, a couple of uh, added this thing so i'm also taking notes on the side and uh, yeah 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 i think so so far i've written uh, that you know you would you, you want to have a brand story so that you can have better students you can have better price we can mm-hmm. uh, also say that you know you want a crisp value proposition for a tiny audience have a, yep. have a life or other have have you know more time 
and do less is is also probably I, I, yeah. i'll write it here so yeah i think i think these are the few motivations yeah so let's let's uh, start with a very basic uh, statement right i mean uh, something which is like almost bland and something which let's say even 10000 players are doing it's it's still fine but just to have a starting point just to get started somewhere is it fair to say like you know i'll say something and you tell me if it resonates with you 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 mm-hmm. help people or i can i can replace the word people by students okay let's say you help students mm-hmm. become data scientists okay so could i yeah. help students yeah. become data scientists so does that resonate with you as step 1 it it does it does data science okay. uh, we can replace it like um, um maybe with professionals taking data driven decisions data scientist is is one of the highly specialized um, roles it's very few of them but mm. uh, and it's the like the shiny object like it's one of the things that many people aspire to be but only few get to be like f1 racing right there's f2 f3 f4 also right you see f1 mm. racers are very few in the world so let's if that's the analogy then data scientists are very few but there's f2 mm. f3 and f4 levels also so if you have to just go through that thing it'll be like business analysts analysts all of these roles that are there they're they're also data driven roles but they don't require as much heavy lifting as the data scientist do like the that is it so my my objective is to help the professionals make data driven decisions make smarter decisions and start the journey uh, with with decision making and problem solving in in the thing and when layer on top of it right if i have to bring this analogy with uh, with digital marketing right so digital marketing is uh you can do inorganic marketing organic marketing you can do content creation for different channels you can do things like uh, copywriting for landing pages copywriting for emails copywriting for so many areas right and so there's just so much wide variety of stuff that is there a data scientist uh, if i had to bring that analogy back to this content world uh they they can do pretty much plug in and plug out of things pretty much easily from this but all of these places But let's say if if I if I you know but there are still people in the ecosystems that are very specialized in writing copywriting for landing pages, copywriting for ads, copywriting for emails, uh, cold email writing, and um, content for Instagram, content for YouTube, right? So there's a lot of things. Script writing for YouTube, right? So a lot of variants are there, and that becomes like so many different different roles are available. So one of the things that I want to, uh, what kind of people I want to help is the people wherever they touch and feel data to drive decisions. That's the point I want to be there. That's the place I want to help people. And people can okay. do big, big data-driven decisions with just small uh, amount of data if they knew how to look look at the data rightly or spin the data in a right way to, to help them make better decisions. Right. I'm I'm going to say this back again to you because this is also super important not only so you know you helping the uh, students become data scientists is like a part of what you do but apart from that what you're doing is you're also helping professionals which are which which don't call themselves data scientists it could be you give an example of business analyst so these are these yeah. are the guys or or girls who basically touch and feel data every day and you are helping yeah. them become better professionals by by enabling them to just have a better relationship with data by helping them have uh, the ability to process this data in a in a much uh, 
much better way so that's what i understood absolutely. okay absolutely i yeah, i think yeah. i think for yeah. a for a you know for a for a data scientist i think you know it's a very clear value prop right so for example uh, i am pranav i i am just done with my engineering and uh, let's say i i am i'm 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 pulled towards this you know career in data science and uh, i do not want to go into go into a traditional uh, uh, software route for example i don't want to like you know uh, get work in an infosys for example or any any multinational company i want to specialize in data science i i come to kunal and he teaches me you know to get there to to first learn the skills and to get a job so that's a that's a very you know straightforward path for me but for other yeah, yeah. Uh, you know for other job roles like let's say for example we can we can take the example of a business analyst or anything that you want you are probably not helping them i mean the the value prop then won't be that you know you are helping them become data scientists you are helping them get a job but you are helping them advance in their career or like you know level up or upskill in their job role itself so would that be a fair thing to say yeah yeah absolutely absolutely they're upskilling with uh, being data savvy right be able to use data to drive decisions and then and, and mm. not be stuck by it like there are people that are the professionals that handle data um a day in and day out but they are not the ones that are on the seat driving the decisions they are maybe a, a knowledge worker which enable that decision making to happen and so naturally the people who are and getting the data extracting the data and uh, giving it to the people who can make decisions on it want to gravitate towards being the decision maker themselves using the data right mm. and so although they are dealing with the data right they don't see how their data is getting used or you know how decisions are made on top of it primarily it is because of the lack of business acumen and you know in 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 your world also content when you're creating content you understand the customer deeply to be able to even churn out a certain idea or framework to that you can help to write content for that particular thing there's the intent there is uh, you know so understanding the audiences so many things you need to understand and and let's term it as like you are you having a business acumen with the right data to be able to drive decision now there are people who are just data just handling data but they don't have the business acumen and so they are unable to make the decisions or gravitate towards it because again it's a very uh, i mean although there is a path to it but highly the the hidden skills the the skills that are hidden like for example as you are saying in a brand story right there are popular frameworks but how do you <laughs> actually uh, understand somebody where they are from what what they need to go what they need to learn next to be able to even take one small decisions out of data right and so that's that's highly that's highly complex although the steps in the process look straight forward but as soon as people come in they realize okay uh, i learned all these techniques and processes and methods but why am i still not able to feel confident about myself uh, in in getting a job you get that right that irony like they learn the techniques but still they are questioning themselves out of uh, you know your students if you had to give a percentage that person now one who just wants to go into data science as a career f1 like you mm-hmm. said how many constitute of like what is the percentage of those students in a in a in a batch or what is the percentage of people who want to use data in their existing 
profession which i mean they could be a business analyst but they want to be uh, you know have a better relationship with data what is the percentage of that that and if there is a persona c which persona is that and what is their percentage as well if you could shed some light on that uh, this is a good question so if i had to put a put a number to what kind of people so kind of people that want to become a data scientist it's probably going to be the highest percentage more okay to let's say around 75% of them are just going to be data scientists because that's the shiny object data is a new mm. oil machine learning is going to change business ai is going to change business and so that's a fancy thing so everybody wants to do that fancy stuff right mm. but like everybody wants to get into that f1 mm. right now but they don't realize that to get to f1 you need to be part of f4 f3 f2 and then f1 if if luck timing consistency or everything plays off then you get to get to get to into f1 now hmm. in similarly here also uh, so 75% of that is the, uh, that is um, this this audience okay and it can comprise of freshers data anal- database administrators and uh, software engineers and all of these things that within the organizations are are they are working in this particular fields but they don't really have the skills and they they find it fascinated because it's highly paying job it's highly respected and it's booming right so they also want to gravitate towards it that will be the bulk of the audience a certain type of audience uh, which is like a slightly more aged audience senior audience they know they have hit certain amount of um, ceiling to a career and to be able to survive in the industry as a leader or a, as a probably decision maker or a more senior person or a manager they need to learn the skills of data and apply data to be able to uh, work with their stakeholders because that's right we are not in a world where now we can say that hey i did something and it's working great right if if something is working great you need to show it by numbers and so being data savvy is is going to be one of the biggest skills uh, that will differentiate leaders managers from the people that don't do data driven decisions so that's a smaller segment because you know that population is less right uh, in, in the higher, in terms of hierarchy and there is another another uh, set of population um, which really understand okay their 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 place uh, in the in the whole ecosystem and they know that it's hard and so they are the ones that put practice into the uh, to to the skill right they know that okay this is going to be a long time game and this is very few of them they know that it's going to be a long time game they know they need they know that they have to do programming they but they don't know programming they know they have to do some certain activity they know that I have, if i do projects only then i will make it into the work right so they are more we let's call them more self aware uh, people and this will be maybe let's say 5% of it uh and uh, the difference is that 20% who want to become that leaders managers and all of that and 75% will definitely consist of freshers and all of those other people also so yeah it's that 75 20 and 5% self aware person okay so these the the, the last uh, 5% uh, people that you spoke about what are they currently doing though i mean you said that some of them are freshers i believe and others are uh, are doing a job in data science or are they doing something which is uh, yeah. i mean do, do, do they call themselves data scientists or do they call themselves something else like what what are they what are they doing what are, why is it important for them to have the skill hmm. 
so uh, they are, in the in the ecosystem in that ecosystem right they are currently associated with something data like they might be a product developer and they mm. see that uh, a data scientist came in and they are building a machine learning model right and mm. uh, while talking they discovered that hey that guy is highly paid respected there's a lot of scope in that industry and um, uh, he has seen that okay hiring a ml engineer is a tough job because either they they the supplies i mean there's a lot of people there that have ml skills but not the right skills to be getting employed and doing a certain number of tasks so they see that there's a there's a clear demand there is there is respect there is also monetary benefit and somehow they are associated in 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 some forms and so naturally they, what they feel is they if they i picked up that skill you know i may be stagnated at a certain position and i will grow at a certain position but if i get that skill i will get a i will procure a higher salary i will do uh, end up doing something interesting and something exciting which is which is in trend right so that's how they come across this this particular thing okay all right uh, i mean of course this is like i know this is just the tip of the iceberg and uh, probably the only you know someone who's been doing this day in and day out for months and months of course you know will will know much more than just transmitting this information like mm-hmm. i i am just receiving this information so i would obviously just no tip of the iceberg but i think this is good to start off with in terms of the personas you know that you have defined and we can obviously go a lot deeper into this but i guess i kind of want to take a pause here right and uh, for for anyone who's listening and for anyone who is is really reassessing their their business uh, or their customers and subsequently want to build their brand story it always starts with with who you are serving right and uh, for people who for businesses which already have an existing customer customer set of customers which you do kunal uh, it's always you know one of the i wouldn't say the step number 1 or step number 2 but one of the initial steps is to just get the existing data into place existing customers into into place or uh, try to get their motivations to uh, onto paper and uh, you know start start from there i think i think that would be you know one one uh, one of the things that you would need to do when you are when you are actually uh, trying to create a brand story so moving on you know at, at the top of the conversation kunal you said that there are obviously institutes who are you know teaching the same thing as as you are but you know you are doing it you have certain different opinions you are doing it a little bit differently right now th- there are there are two possibilities here okay one of the possibility is that you exactly know what differently you are doing but you are not being able to articulate that into uh, a story that is possibility one yeah or possibility yeah. two is that you just don't know what you are doing and that's why you don't just don't know in in what way you are unique right so is it one or two in your case I think so. One is more resonating, resonating. Okay. And the second part of it is like I don't know what I'm doing unique. Also, like how can I establish the value of it? Also, like for example, now if I have uh, five different objects with me, I have no clue what those objects are. Mm-hmm. I will put equal importance to it. But the moment uh, somebody says, "Okay, here's here's diamond. It is the rarest element." Um, yes, hmm. platinum. Again, rare element. This is the properties of it. Yes, gold. Yes, silver. Yes, uh, hmm. other this thing, right? Then, then there's a context to which I can place the value and say this is what I'm doing different, and I can be confident about it. 
right mm. then i will start telling stories around that but let's say i have certain amount of skills that i teach right and i don't know what what skill itself is important like what is the more valuable thing like how what is the differentiator right i don't know that value like for me it is like all equal importance so mm. I, uh, you know you, you get you get that right? like there are certain things i know okay, let's say we can consider like other businesses they have factor 1 factor 2 factor 3 factor 4 and then maybe saying factor 1 and factor 2 are important and which is like most businesses and i have factor 1 factor 2 factor 3 factor 5 and that is my own factors five factors mm-hmm. and I'm, i'm probably giving like um you know equal importance to all of them and um, i don't know what resonates with the persona and the second thing is there something else factor 6 or factor 7 that i may not know which is the clear differentiator okay so when you say factor 1 factor 2 factor 3 and so on do you mean uh, like uh, the the curriculum or the or the actual skills that you are teaching it will be um, consider our uh, job to do, job to be done hmm. framework hmm. what gets the job done right okay so for me the factors is what gets the job done and the job here for my clients is to, uh, to start using data driven decisions within the same role itself or get into mm-hmm. certain role where where it demands data data driven decisions okay so either within the same role or make it shift okay and so so this is, is the, the job internet yeah yeah right so this is the job to be done right i mean uh, like you said uh, yeah. use use uh, data better or take better, better data decisions but uh, again like you know going and i think is this this uh, it's it's good to spend some time here right uh, and zoom in on this a little bit further you you spoke about uh, again like you know one two three four five things so uh, to achieve this one job to be done that you spoke about are you saying that you mm-hmm. don't know which of the five things i should prioritize on is is that what you're saying or focus on yeah that is one yeah that okay. is one of the things and the other thing okay. is i may be doing so many unique things that uh, hmm. that the students find it beneficial but i don't know whether or not should i go with that let me give you an example so one of the strategies that i that i typically go with and this came out of a lot of coaching uh, understanding the students uh, both from a career perspective and monetary perspective and a life perspective all of these things students are making transition they are paying some amount x amount of money maybe let's say 50000 60000 to 1 lakh 1 lakh even 3 lakhs also that's a range of courses that anybody can go with they pay that kind of money in hopes that their salary rises they have a better lifestyle they are doing data science because there is a demand and they know that if they pick up that skill definitely their salary will improve and they have hit a particular certain uh, threshold in terms of getting some salaries and they also know non intuitively like they also feel it but not really aware of it that 10% 12% hike a year is not going to be cutting it especially when in india when the inflation is like at 6% it continue to go it continue to do, uh, grow even and so taking that hike is it's not going to cut it at a certain point of time the kind of audience that i work with they will need to get married they will have kids and so they need to be able to support these two actions with salary and what they feel is if they pick up the hot skills in the market that is what is going to help them get there now what happens within this particular thing is they underestimate the kind of effort that is required to get that work done and so one of the strategies that i come up with is 
if you are learning the skill don't expect you will get into the market and people will welcome you and give you 50 to 100% hike on on the data science job it is probably going to be just a percentage over the last salary that you have maybe 30 or 40% at max that's the thing that's a bias that they are going like they feel i I've come into the data data science field and i will have a bigger and better salary what they don't understand is it's it's capped at a 40% very rare people very few people go beyond that what i come up with the strategies hey let's target not one job let's target for two jobs one job offer you get you take it in your hand now you go and apply for another job and show that offer to that com- the other company and say okay, look this company is offering me you need to give me 10 20% or 30% above this for me to get hired a that establishes that okay uh, that second company first of all is is getting a verification he got a job he procured a job which means he's valuable he's done something good and so definitely if he cracks this in- interview he can negotiate with this thing with this aim or this goal right where everybody's thinking of one job in mind i'm i'm making them think of two jobs in mind just because from a monetary on the lifestyle perspective right so that that's one of the things i now how do i put this or how do i tell this as a story or should i even be telling this as a as a as a story in, in this hmm. for for the brand you see that's a big mindset shift there's a coaching shift like what two jobs one job is difficult how can i get two jobs right yeah the the answer is that like you know we don't know yet uh, see uh, what what the a story does and I, i think story is i think it has a bad reputation because people think of story as you know just, just something as uh, you know that that you tell to the outside world right i mean it's is just what you showcase yeah. outside whereas i think story is a strategy right i mean if you are telling yeah. the outside world that i help you do x you should mm-hmm. also implement that you know internally a classic example yeah, is you know let's say someone goes on tinder someone goes on tinder and someone says that hey like you know i am i am this kind of a person let's say you know people like to write uh, very fancy bios on tinder right so i'm a spiritual guy and i uh, love reading for example okay i'm just picking up random examples now when you put that out on tind- on your tinder profile maybe it, it might happen that the girl gets impressed and feels like you know connected to you uh, because of your bio mm-hmm. because that's the story that you're telling the girl but uh, internally maybe you're not doing these things maybe you have not read a single book in your life and maybe you are not spiritual at all what will happen is that yes yeah. you know you will you will end up going on a date with the girl but very soon she is going to realize that okay like you know you are not the kind of person that you are showcasing to be and you are you are going to mm. lose value your brand is going to you know lose value so a story for me is a is a strategy it's it just needs to come from the ceo which in your case is you but it's not something that you know uh, we just like you know cook to to show it to the outside world so true, what true. will happen one of the advantages of of having a story is that you know whenever you take any strategical change or a tactical change you kind of like you know you can go back mm. and ask okay is this does, is does this sit with what i want to achieve you know i i set out yeah. i have said that okay my brand wants to achieve x and this new feature that i'm introducing or this new cohort that i'm introducing mm. or this you know i'm introducing this uh, this thing that okay you have to apply for two jobs does it fit into the the brand philosophy or what i've decided for myself if it doesn't then i should discard mm. it if it does then i should keep it right so i i think that's why stories lays out a path for you and ensures that you don't get distracted Yeah. Just wanted to add add that out there, and to your question whether we should keep it or not, we'll have to 
see what kind of patterns emerge going ahead and maybe it may so happen that this becomes one of the benefits that you offer and it will have some place in the mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you just realize that maybe i don't need to do this for example it i mean it it may not happen but mm-hmm. what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say is that eventually it will contribute to some element of uh, of the story just as going back yeah. to pekshas this thing right their story upeka, is very upeka. like we help upeka right upeka yeah yeah upeka yeah upeka yeah. yeah. so uh, the the one of the things that stand out is we help businesses of xnx reach a potential of 10 million dollars yeah right one, one of the things that stuck stuck to me in in that product mm. right and uh, <laughs> I couldn't help but like how how do I get to that point, you know, with with all this thing. And I think so. You're guiding me through that that process. And mm-hmm. uh, as you can see, I have not got a distinction of benefits. Right? So the just story part of it, the story is a strategy, mm-hmm. and um, it, it needs to feed uh, in. It needs to resonate with a certain persona, and the kind of two two job things can be a benefit, not a like, not a central story or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah but more a benefit of of that entire central story that i'm seeing exactly exactly so just to give an example right uh, convert kit is one brand you know whose whose brand story i i actually love creators and yeah yeah currently if you go to convert kit it will be something on the lines of like you know we we help creators make more money now whenever convert kit they release a new feature let's say they are i i think i think recently they launched a mechanism from you know using which the creators can actually collect money from the people that uh, are mm-hmm. uh, you know paying them so i am not sure i mean i could be making this up but even if you assume that it's, it's a fictitious uh, feature that they have the question that nathan berry the ceo of convertkit would ask is okay my mission is to help creators make money or make a living is this feature going to help me achieve that mission if yes then i i know mm-hmm. I'll, i'll just go ahead and do it so similarly like you know for mm. you if when you identify mm. that that mm. one story or that one value prop then the question mm. then is going to be okay all these other 10 10000 things that i do how many of them are actually mm. leading uh, me to that story and how many of them are just distractions which i should let go of that is just uh, another thing to another benefit of yeah. of having a strong yeah. story yes absolutely i i think uh, i think Now, 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 more or less, the structure of what brand story is—it sort of comes—it's for me in some place, right? Now I can take the journey of okay, what is that one story or value proposition, and how, how do I relate it to every aspect? Uh, right. That distinction I got now. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I think, I think, you know, what we can do is that as as we are, you know, approaching the sixty-minute mark, I will, I'll probably establish what what we should do next, uh, Kunal, and. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you want, if you want any, if you, if you have any questions, we can take them up as well. But I just like you know, talk about this particular point, and then we can move to questions if you have, or we can we can wrap it up, wrap it up, just because like you know, we'll we yeah. keep the the time limit as sixty uh, or sixty-ish, mm-hmm. and we'll have multiple mm-hmm. you know episodes for this, right? So I think yeah. uh, maybe you already have some literature in place for this, but just for me to get some visibility, it would be great if uh, you know we uh, if you have some kind of a persona document and uh, a jobs to be done document where i get to see everything yeah. uh, you know in a in a single glance you know at a at a single glance if i get the whole picture of like you know why is someone buying from you what are the job that mm-hmm. that they want to do 
so that also uh, will be a good step for us uh, going ahead and probably we can start off with that in the in the next podcast episode we'll, we'll start off with reading of that uh, particular persona and you know then mm-hmm. then we will build on that that, that that's point number 1 Absolutely. point number 2 is that we'll probably have to have an interview process and uh, this again it's in itself is like a very big thing where you actually uh, get on customer calls and uh, ask them very pointed questions and uh, we will have a specific uh, session for this as well as to what kind of questions you should ask uh, to a potential customer to actually find out the triggers that uh, you know they uh, they uh, experienced and what was the reason that they chose your course on data science as opposed mm-hmm. to you know others so we will have that at at some point of time and i think the third thing that mm-hmm. we would also need to talk about which we can do in the next episode i feel is that like you know understanding your your own frustrations or your own point of view uh, because you did mention that you are different from them i mean we touched we we pulled on that thread a little bit we did say that you know you are a little bit different from them but in what way are you different and how do you think about it is something that uh, would be you know we would we would need to understand because ultimately a story would be what kunal wants but also what you know inspires the audience so there has got to be like a connection between between the two yeah i mean this is just how i think uh, we we will we'll tackle this problem uh, in the in the future correct correct oh, awesome now i'll be prepared with uh, uh, all of these things uh, pretty much they're scattered over places but i put that in one place so that we can look at it and probably sure. put a link of this in a podcast so that people can also see or reference this document that we speak about yes yes cool so is there anything that you want to discuss before we wrap up kuna one of the things that i wanted to ask is that mm-hmm. i always feel that uh, i have that constant feel that i'm always starting off and then how can i establish trust and authority into this market there's always that nag that's going on right hmm. so when i was writing the why i want a brand story right the yeah. first thing that hit me is like i'm starting off right so how do, how do i earn the right to get into people minds or get a mindset in the place like look uh, here's a stable guy here's a here's a guy that delivers the kind of authority or sense that we get from the smallest blog that let's say 100 100 word blog that said god in rights right so yeah. maybe as simple as a distinction between a very simple thing between yeah. um, you know it can be like just explaining the dip i mean we've heard it from different places but when said god in says it there's authority there is a there is we want to listen to it we want to implement it we want to do stuff with it right yeah you get what i'm saying like just the this the authority or right over something that you do so one of the journeys mm. that i will take is that i constantly battle is like i'm st- i always constantly feel i'm starting off and how do mm. i get over that and establish the right or the authority to to yeah. say that i'm a data science coach that's going to help you so i think uh... again like you know with with most of the good questions or complex questions in life it doesn't have a black and white answer uh, you know anyone who says that they have a black and white answer are usually lying i think i think yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think you're on the path right i mean i i do think it's a marathon and not a sprint and uh, you yeah. have been generously i mean i've seen a few of your videos even though i don't understand anything about data science it was very clear that mm. you know you were investing 
a lot in uh, in making the videos valuable uh, i'm talking about your youtube channel specifically obviously uh, you know in in uh, mm-hmm. in making the videos valuable you have i think one thing that really impresses me about you kunal is the amount of uh, you know deep work that you have done in the field of data science right i mean you are not you are not successful because you are the best orator in the world you are not successful because you are the best speaker in the world or you are the most handsome guy in the world or because you have the most expensive software in the world the reason you mm-hmm. are successful or you are where you are kunal is that at this point of time you have put in the hours of understanding what data science is right i mean you have as cal newport would say you know you have gotten so good yeah. that they can't ignore you anymore you have done the deliberate practice you have done the deep work which i believe yeah. is your strongest point you know and although it's very easy to get distracted by you know others in the market who are good at quote unquote making a hype or good at uh, portraying mm-hmm. like the best image of themselves that that's a very short term game and i think uh, genuine yeah. knowledge does does come out so i i do believe that is your strongest strength and i would in fact mm-hmm. say i mean of course uh, you would have that practice but just not letting go of that you know practice of of practicing data science or whatever that practice mm-hmm. looks right right giving it some time every day maybe half an hour or one hour and yeah. looking at yourself as a student which i'm sure you do but just like you know reinforcing that point yeah. and and just gener- yeah. generously sharing that uh, every day through videos and we can talk about the strategical part i mean should it be email should it be linkedin we will we'll talk about that later but on a principal level i just feel that you know i think you are on the right path and this 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 desire to get become an authority i think you have already done a lot of progress there and the answer is just trust yeah. right i mean the answer is just providing value and trust which you are which you are doing anyway absolutely absolutely i mean it re reconfirms uh, what i was thinking sometimes it's just you you let others get into your head right but some yeah. of your mails uh, sort of ha- act as an anchor like okay and, and like like right now you said right like when you identify or put that that's that is unknown to me it feels unknown to me like when i when you say that okay i did deep work at least i know that there's somebody who can who identifies or resonates with kind the kind of work that i'm doing right yeah and it feels reaffirming like and um, helps me continue the journey and as you said practice right like uh, self what inputs it the practice is what what differentiates you and yeah and, yeah, yeah. Be a writer you write one line every day to be a, uh, to be a data science coach you need to do data science coaching stuff or practice yourself every day and that's a that's yeah. a bottom line the more you do it the more uh, you gain uh, expertise and ideas to teach it. more more i'm more more so i'm practicing the skill of how do i teach this in a simpler method uh, okay hmm. this is the same concept i've taught this 100 times how can i simplify it even further <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so in in your case the practice will be of the actual craft that you are teaching which is data science and then yeah uh, the craft of teaching as well right i mean um, how do yeah. i actually teach so i think it's a, it's a intersection of these two things which which is uh, going to uh, be useful for you yeah absolutely all right i think uh, this was a really really good discussion and uh, i hope the audience also finds it useful because we are doing this on the go right this is totally unscripted so we are doing this on the go and uh, this just looks like a good uh, you know place to end just to summarize you know we we spoke about uh, where you are currently kunal like you know how how have things been for you and and for your business we also looked at why you are trying to build a brand story in the in the first place so we we spoke about that uh we then went into the personas and you you established persona 1 2 3 
so that was that was also helpful and then we went into you know this this discussion about regarding uniqueness or how how you are actually different uh, from others and what you should focus on what you should not focus on so these are a few things that we discussed and like i said uh, just a few minutes back we'll we'll have uh, further discussions on the topics that i mentioned so yeah i think i think we are off to a really good start thank you pranav for doing this and just talking it out uh, itself uh, uh, expands your mind and uh, reaffirms some of the things uh, that uh, that i do and uh, the the path and the journey the marathon to continually be on this path and i know the, the answers that we that i'm looking for may not come out at the end of 10 podcasts or five podcasts or the conversations i have but at least i will have gotten somewhere from uh, in the marathon not not really <laughs> you know being anxious about getting there but at least i would have taken the journey from something some place and going to some place yeah so thanks for doing this bro thanks for saying that man encouraging to me as well and uh, yeah i'll i'll talk to you the next time